Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Jaime Rivera is back on the show. The two of us were able to get together, literally talk face-to-face, and Jaime just wanted to talk everything OnePlus, which makes sense. I really wanted to get his thoughts on the show as well. Uh, so Jaime brings his extensive knowledge of the smartphone history, especially when it comes to OnePlus and camera technology as well, as we discuss whether or not Hasselblad ended up being an actual good partnership for the OnePlus 9 Pro. With all that said, though, let's go ahead and jump into this podcast. It's myself and Jaime Rivera. Enjoy. Actually, right before we get started, uh, I do want to apologize real quick for the peaking audio on my end. I, I do peak quite a bit in this uh, in this particular podcast. Um, this was more or less an impromptu. We just wanted to hit record and get going with our discussions because we were already excited to talk and be able to hang out together. Um, so yeah, I got his microphone tuned perfectly because it was on a little like stand, but mine was handheld. So I, there's some peaking involved because uh, there's some variation to how far the mic was actually away from my mouth. Apologies for that, but still enjoyable conversation let's get into it we got zeiss on vivo and hasselblad on oneplus at what point are we going to realize that these partnerships don't really go anywhere and yet the only one of our companies that got the camera right is oppo (laughs) that has no co-branding no co-branding at all well, okay, when it comes down to it, these cameras are all developed in the same way. It's just that they, they get like, as as Vivo kind of put it, and I'm not bashing them for this, it's just Zeiss kind of consulted them on the quality, but it doesn't change the fact that the hardware is still Sony, the hardware's still the same. I just, okay, why did OnePlus not just cross, because you know the, the offices are literally... There's one aisle of the building is Oppo, the other corner is OnePlus. Why didn't they just cross the street with their $150 million (laughs) and be like, can your engineers just help us? I mean, we've got a better sensor on the primary. We got your exact ultra wide. Mm -hmm. How about if Oppo and OnePlus collaborate? Because, dude, those photos on the Find X3 Pro are fantastic they're great they're awesome and that phone is making me so excited for this ultra wide angle camera that is going to start appearing in more places yeah i'm so ready for it 50 megapixels it's about time dude i love the find x3 pro and everything i was like just please please obviously in the briefing it's the same commentary that i have all the time where it's like tell me it does 4k from the selfie camera it never does. So let me get your perspective on that then, because this is this is a philosophy I'm starting to create. I think I'm mm-hmm. peeking a little bit. Apologies, listeners. Um, this is a philosophy I'm starting to really adopt, which is um, the front-facing camera, because of the market Oppo is in, Vivo as well, it's all about the beauty mode, soft portrait, soft all that for the front-facing camera. Right. They don't use the front for anything other than, Right. I mean, to be fair, TikTok is big there, but TikTok doesn't allow you to upload higher than 1080p anyway. Yes, but so it I don't know. I was in the briefing and I guess I was a little disappointed at the reaction where it was like, are you sure that people care about that? That was the reaction. And I'm like, okay, if you want to play with the big kids, Apple, Samsung, you got to, you to a certain degree, you got to give me a phone that compares to that. Mm-hmm. What is the camera that it's that is most used by Isa? Uh obviously. The selfie camera. Oh, okay. I was thinking of like actual devices. Yeah, no, but what is the camera that she uses most on her phone? It would be yeah, it would be okay, the selfie. So camera. if you like for consumers, the whole concept of this phone can shoot 8K 
is to a certain degree deceiving if not all the cameras can do it. Of course, yes. And so it's one of the things that I like about the OnePlus 9 Pro. It does 8K from both the ultra-wide and the primary. That's mm -hmm. all great. But then you've got one of the cameras, which is actually a very important one that does video that's 16 times smaller. And so if somebody buys their phone and just decides, you know, I, I want to get into this whole YouTube thing, and then realizes that the front camera is a dud compared to the primaries, I, like, I'm sorry, like, to a certain degree, it's more consumer benefit. But I think that my beef, really, with the lack of 4K is not necessarily the fact that it's not there or how much consumers use it or not. It's the fact that they've got a product called the OnePlus Nord that does 4K from the selfie camera. That's a very good point. The megapixels are there, and I'm like wait a second, you already threw it in to your cheapest phone. Like, what is, it's it's software. Yeah. The megapixels are there. What is holding you back from just throwing it in there? You've got the processing chops. You've got everything. You were able to put 120 in that 4K on the primary. So good. Which no other phone does. Mm -hmm. Why not just make all your cameras fantastic? Why do you have to give me an argument? I feel like if I'm sitting in an HTC presentation and they're like, <laughs> we have already, re we have realized and we've done user study and all consumers need for social media is for, is for megapixel photos. And I'm like, you might be right, but a lot of people hold on to their phones for three years, two yes. years. And so... What's going to happen two, three years from now when those when Instagram decides that they're going to adopt higher resolution, which happened, mm -hmm. and then that HTC one was completely out of whack. And so when, when TikTok decides tomorrow that they're going to start supporting 4K, what's going to happen to all that selfie video you just realized looks like potato quality on that new you know, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it brings me to the other half of this philosophy I was alluding to, which is I think that these particular manufacturers are going to be saying intrinsically, if you want to create with this phone, it's all on the rear. So if you notice in my video- Wait, wait, wait. So that was the response. The response was the, the guy was like, yeah, no, you could actually use the wide angle from the back. And I'm like- <laughs> Which is what I did. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so humans don't like, they're at some point- one company, which is called Apple, decided to put a front-facing camera on a phone. They weren't first. Mm -hmm. Previously, HTC and a lot of these companies, they had for GSM video calling, they had a selfie camera, but they never turned it on for anything other than video mm -hmm. because this, the concept of the selfie did not exist before the iPhone 4. Who would not want to frame themselves in a damn video? What is the mystery? All of the people we know who... Uh, hustled on their A7-3s, <laughs> know that pain. And that's where we are right now with phones, is you have such a good camera, but you just can't frame yourself. You just have to kind of estimate, and that's why the wide angle is what they're focusing on. Right, so you don't but, have to frame but, too hard. Right, but listen, Sony played this game for so long, not adopting the the articulating LCD. <laughs> no, and you now have. <laughs> everybody adores Sony because they finally bit the bullet. True, true. And so I just... Why on the Nord? Why not on the other phones? What is so difficult about doing the complete job? Think about it. The phone is capable of Quad HD plus resolution on the display, and yet the selfie video is of less resolution than what 
the display can portray. Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I've had plenty of conversations about this with. Uh, uh, I think uh, in the last episode, Nick and I were talking about it, and he kept he had the same exasperated like like reaction. So I'm like, listen, you want to play the flagship game, and and fine, let's just dig into the OnePlus Nine Pro. Let's do it. I'm happy to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I I feel that that they've figured out a formula where it's like for everyone that wants the true never settle, we're going to give you a flagship, and we're still going to make it cheaper than the competition. Is it though? That wait. So if you, if you watch my review, I mean, you you should watch Pocket now too, Josh. <laughs> this comes up every single time. Um, um, I, if, I, I, if, I have to catch up for sure. Okay, in my review, I was like, in numbers, everything is here. Mm-hmm. They literally threw everything but the kitchen sink out there. There is nothing we can say but about the numbers that are on the phone. There is no primary sensor that's larger than that other than what's on Samsung phones. Which the S21 Ultra is now just a little bit more expensive exactly. than the 9 Pro. That's the reason why I say, is it really though? Like, is it really when you can pay $50 more and you get two telephotos that are both pretty good quality? No, because the S21 Ultra is what? It's 1100 But it, the price cut happened recently, didn't it? Oh. Down to 999 Was that not in the pocket now daily? I thought it came down to nine ninety nine. I'm looking at my editor right now. He doesn't want to be in the podcast. Yeah, we offered, but you didn't want to come on. This would have been such a meta shot to have you in the podcast, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I could have sworn there was a price cut. But even if the price cut was only like no, but let's go back to retail. Okay, it's uh, what is it? Twelve ninety nine. Sorry, for the ultra. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, do you need do you need a Wi Fi by the way? Okay, so more Diego more or less confirmed for us that it's a deal. It wasn't a, it wasn't a full on price cut, but still, like when I saw that, I thought to myself, okay, like that will be the price eventually, though. Yeah, well, and, and you, if you look at the trade in deals, they're crazy. But like, even if you were to grab the S twenty one plus, it is apples to apples the same phone, mm-hmm. same same LTPO display. Yes, the OnePlus can go a little lower on refresh rate, but the same height. Uh, we've got metal on both because then there's a plastic discussion that we have to talk about the nine and the S twenty one. Which I'm glad you were going to bring that up because I actually haven't used the nine a whole lot. Yeah, but then we've got you know the OnePlus has better cameras than the S twenty one in every way. Mm-hmm. In every way, um, you know what the problem is? It's just don't hire Hasselblad. I've got nothing against Hasselblad. Their cameras are amazing. Yeah. It's just, how is it that Oppo, like those photos on the Find X3 Pro are gorgeous. I've never seen such great low light from a, from a, from an ultra wide, mm-hmm. let alone the primary, but because they're the same camera, it's, it's like, why couldn't OnePlus get it right? I mean, what did you think? In for which one for photography, OnePlus Nine Pro. Um, okay, so you actually showed me examples yeah. that sort of flew in the face of what I was thinking. See, um, I I found myself with different opinions than a lot of YouTubers, actually a lot of influencers, because they were all saying that the colors were muted. But the thing is, when I do my camera tests, I look at it through a vacuum. Yeah. So when I'm using the phone, I'm not like Nick, where he takes like six phones out and is like, how's this phone versus this, 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 yeah, this phone. Yeah. I'm only using the one phone. Yeah. And I was satisfied. No, I liked for, it. For me, my problem is during the day, it's great. Yeah. 
Um, which is wh- which is when I did my shots. There are certain cases with dynamic range where I've got the shot where I took it with the iPhone 12 Pro Max and the and the 9 Pro, and at, of the Empire State and the dynamic range on the 9 Pro, I took three shots and all three of them blew out the building. Mm. Whereas the iPhone, every single time, got it right. My problem is what happens when you dim the light a little. So I, I find it really hard that you have a photography company putting their name on this. And when is the best time for you to take photos or film, if not golden hour? Mm-hmm. That is our preferred time True. because light is not over the top. And yet take that phone out in golden hour and everything splashes and grains out. And so I know of a phone that does... that that to a certain degree favors grain and it's any Huawei because of the whole Leica approach. Mm-hmm. You got me into using Panasonics and I adore that grain. Yep. But it's like if I would have wished that they would have allowed the grain to remain, but then somehow it's like if they threw in like a splash of color on top of on top of this grain to like heighten it and, and make it more contrasty. And it's fine if you look at it from the phone's display. The problem is when you throw the photos into the computer Mm -hmm. and then you see like spots of color all around people covering the motion blur that's understandable. But then there's the other problem. Why that motion blur? Because they are, the the shutter is slower than pretty much every other phone. Yeah. And so it's really hard to capture moving subjects. It's really hard to get a good enough photo most of the time, if you go into golden hour, let alone when you go into low light. And so in low light, unless you're using Nightscape, forget it. Like, I don't have one good photo at night. Not one. Unless I use Nightscape. True. And so I'm like, okay, but all these things that we're talking about right now are software. Yeah. They can fix this. But they, so who's to blame? Because Hasselblad <laughs> tuned it with them. Yeah. That, and, that was and the it, whole point of the OnePlus 9 Pro throwing, is it's a software thing. And if you're throwing $150 million at that, I get it that they had to use. I, 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 can, imagine, I can imagine the engineers just being like, Pete, uh, well, you know, the photos and Pete's like, I already spent all that money. What do you want me to do? And it's like, okay, fine. It's going in the product. Yeah. But honestly. You know what it is then though? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, what I ended up saying in my camera test was, Sure, the coloration, if you're into it, you're into it. I'm into it. I actually kind of like it. I know that it's not as saturated as like Samsung or even iPhone at some points. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. Like I actually, if I'm if I'm happy with the way the colors are coming out, then that's fine. I'm not going to say it's better or worse than anything else. So what is $150,000 worth? $150 million. A million, sorry. Um, hey, I apologize. <laughs> $150 million. What is that worth? That sound. That's yeah. what you get. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> and also a pro mode. That I don't know if you've used the hassle the hassle black because there's an H. No, there. it's the same pro mode it's, from OnePlus phones before just they just rebranded mode. it. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of odd to me. Like it, not a whole lot actually went into this. It's almost as if they just wanted the name brand. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, listen, just cross the street. <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> cross the street over to the Oppo offices. They're really cool people. I love those guys. Yeah. <laughs> like. They got it right. Like the Find X3 Pro for me is like, if it wasn't for the fact that it does, you know, 1080p on the selfie, the Find X3 Pro would be the phone that I'd be using right now. It's the best display on a phone right now. And every year, 
they managed to be like top five. Yeah. With the Find X line. Yeah. They're the best display. Like for me, it's the most muted find ever. Mm-hmm. It's not the wow factor that we've gotten before, but regardless, right now for me, I would totally say that the Find X3 Pro has a better camera than the S21 Ultra. Mm. In low light, it'll it just destroys anything in its path. It just does. And again, all they have to do is cross the damn street. <laughs> you get some really good color tuning all the way. It's like right there. I, I could even count the steps. They won't be more than 50. Yeah, they're very, very close. And, it's, and you we save 150 million bucks. Because, dude, here's the thing. For me, one, I have, I've always had a soft spot for OnePlus mm-hmm. because, you know, they've always stood out for the consumer to a certain degree. They created, they created this, you know, the forums to hear consumers and what they want. There's a lot about this phone that it is what I want. Like, I really want this to be my phone. I actually love this design. It looks like a classic, you know, Chevy from the 50s. I love the design. I don't worry. I hate the mirror finish at the bottom. I despise. Oh, really? It. I'm not too. I'm not too. Uh, I'm not too upset at that. I guess my main thing here is that OnePlus actually, if this is the design they had to go for, it is exactly what we expect from OnePlus, and I'm cool with that. But we already have like the S21 kind of doing a radical change. We've had the Oppo Find X3 putting that like curve up to it. Yeah. This is the iPhone curve. Well, more <laughs> or less. This is more or less just conventional. That's the only thing I... I actually like it. I feel that it's classic again. So we've got a great display. Classics are good work. Great specs. Mm-hmm. We've got a great build. We've, we've got so much hardware in the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's another thing that I don't like, and it's the selfie camera. Like, they drop the selfie camera into less megapixels, which is fine, but then they make it fixed focus. Yeah, I did notice that too. So it's, try to get a good photo out of that. It's not easy. And it's it's always so soft. Like all of these... Well, why is it soft? Because here's the thing. You have to sit down with a photographer to actually explain it to you. So it was it was not until Adam Lane bought his own Huawei P20 Pro mm-hmm. that he's like, I just hate that the selfie camera is fixed focus. And I'm like, so what's that? And he's like, it actually has a specific spot where you have to... Yeah. Angle the camera just right for you to get the right focus for selfie. If there's one camera that should have focus speaking, it's that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the I, I keep coming back to the whole thought that like the softness is just part of what the market wants. No, I I'm serious. Like if you figure out the right position to place it on, you can actually get a sharp photo. Hmm. But so here's the thing: try to try to get consumers to to want to do that. Consumers are not going to want to play this like stupid game of trying to figure things out. They just don't. Yeah, that's that's like us. <laughs> right. It's not general consumers. It's not general consumers. And so you tell me this is for general consumers greater. You tell me that it's for power users. But then you contradict yourself in some of the things that you end up launching. Mm. And so for me, it's just I, I, I really want to love this phone. I do. But and and again, all they have to do, like, just give me the damn Oppo camera app, because mm. can you imagine this camera with the Pixel software? Yeah, everyone's gonna want to put it on. Exactly, because the hardware is just crazy. Yeah, the hardware is crazy, and so I I do feel that there is a lot of potential here, but sadly, I hate it. I hate to have to have ended my review with "there's potential, there's potential." And somebody in the comments was like, dude, I mean, if you can't tell me that it's a great phone right now, 
what is what is our guarantee as a consumer that it will adopt the things that it needs? Yeah. And the trend of the front-facing camera has been continuing. Yeah. This is something that we're going to keep seeing, I feel like. And that's the reason why I had to but shift then, my philosophy to then, the rear. But then you have the iPhone. I know. It but. slays <laughs> everything in its path with... So I think that... I think that Companies really don't need Hasselblad or Leica or Zeiss. or Zeiss. You know what companies need? They need to play the long game. So what is uh what is the oh it's called Deep Fusion on on iPhones. Yeah. What is it that we've got on Pixels if not computational photography and they were first. You guys really thought that they were giving you Google Photos for free? They were creating the biggest pho- photography database ever yeah. for them to be able to generate a database that will allow their software to understand what people want from this and what people want from that. And Apple played the long game until they came up with Deep Fusion. And when you see the selfies from an iPhone, man, it's really hard to debate them. It is just so hard to debate those skin tones. And and so these companies, they, you know, grab your $150 million and play the long game. You know, create a department within your company that does the hard legwork and building your own database for computational photography. You're not making smartphones for the next year. You're making smartphones for years. Yeah. And therefore, there's that you can't go wrong with building that database. Like, think about what made Google, what separated Google from Yahoo and from Bing. It was doing the long game, creating their knowledge graph. That's what separated Google from everything. Yeah. It's what helped everybody understand. It's what helped the search engine understand the difference between a painting and something else, even if the name was the same. And so that is what OnePlus needs to do. That's the game they need to play. Just, I, I, I'm sad that they poured money into Hasselblad. Well, are you not are you not uh, looking forward to when Hasselblad has a hand in the actual hardware? Because that's that's the future. So here's the problem. Think about what Hasselblad stands for right now. What does Hasselblad stand for? Like, give me one popular consumer Hasselblad camera right now. Well, they're all medium format, first of all. So <laughs> each of them cost how much? Like 10, 12, 13 grand. One. Number two. What are they famous for? The the moon landing shot. There's yes, but most of these existing like I most of these existing Hasselblad cameras are very famous for being slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Like, I just, I don't feel that this is the right partnership. I think that with Zeiss, with lenses, and and, and that's all fine. Leica, like, anybody can argue with me. Like, if there was one partnership done right, was Huawei with Leica. They work so closely together. That's why. Yeah. We actually met them. We (laughs) We actually went to their headquarters. We saw everything that they did together. And it's not that we're biased over, yes, we went to the headquarters and we learned about it. You know, it, it's not about going to do a, a crazy interview or a trip. Mm-hmm. Can somebody give me, like right now, if I grab a photo from the P20 Pro from two years ago, three years ago pretty much, that camera still slays most phones today. Yeah. It will slay a Galaxy S21. So, and and so, who was the first at 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 going for the for the forty megapixel bandwagon? If not Huawei, mm-hmm. well, first was Nokia, 
And then they were smart. Again, Huawei played the long game. What did they do? They grabbed their money, and instead of investing it in a, cam in a camera brand that knows nothing about phones, they invested it in a phone company that had just created the best camera on a phone ever, which was the Lumia 1020. Mm -hmm. They hired all that team, and then they literally threw it at the P20 Pro, and they slayed everybody. And dude, I have photos today from the Lumia 930 with rich capture that are better than anything. Think about everything that Nokia innovated with, if not uh, optical image stabilization, which did not exist before on Very phones. Very true. Yeah, I remember that. Think about how much they did for the Lumia 1020 with the pic. With, that's a one-inch sensor. Like, you would have to buy a Sony ZV-1 to get a sensor that size on a phone. And they had it how many years ago? That phone is seven years old. Seven years old. And so I want, I don't care about these camera brand names. I care about results. Yeah. I really don't care about any of that. Yeah, and, of, course, and, of course it comes out to that, so, for and sure. And so think about it. Why is it no company has done rich capture? You remember that? Barely. So I, I was. Uh, I think I was before my time at AA. No, no, no. Lumia nine thirty. We 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 were with Nicole Scott at, in the link. Oh, uh, I wasn't with you. You yeah, okay. I wasn't with you. Okay, Lumia nine thirty. Oh, because you were Android authority. That's what I was That's saying. Right. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> okay, Rich Capture. What it would do is it would take three photos. Yeah. One with flash, one without, and then one with high exposure. And what it would do is after those three photos were taken, they would blend them into one photos. Call this like HDR on steroids. True. On a Lumia 930 so many years ago, where you would then, you would be able to use a slider to choose how much flash you wanted to add to the photo. Hmm. Did it work on the link though? Because wouldn't the flash reflect off the glass? Of it that? was fantastic. Really? Okay. I, dude, I still have photos from that Lumia 930 that will beat the pants out of anything. And the problem is I can't take the photos out because the ecosystem is dead. <laughs> but we go back to that premise. What do we want? What do consumers want? We don't care about the Hasselblad or the Leica. Mm -hmm. We want the photos. We really don't. We want to spend $929 on something that we will feel proud to show, mm. proud to show off. Like you've never seen anybody buy a Tesla to leave it in the driveway or to not feel proud of what they just bought. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just, I'm, I'm scratching my head because honestly, I feel that, yes, this is the best OnePlus phone that's ever been made. They do software updates better than anybody. I, I give them that. They're second only to Google right now in speed. Mm -hmm. And so, and yes, I did see how they improved the camera dramatically on the 8 Pro. Yes. And so I, that's one of the reasons why I was like, I'm confident that I don't have to bash this phone. But to spend so much marketing and to not deliver, I, you know, I, I have a hard time dealing with that. Well, then they spent a lot of the money. And they're still asking consumers to spend upwards of nine nine fifty. I know this conversation has come up multiple times since the seven, but where are we now on this whole idea that many of the people who are listening to this podcast, many of the people who are watching your review, are going to get into the comments and say, "I miss the days when blah blah blah, when two ninety nine, one ninety nine." Well, and that's actually my introduction for the one plus nine review that I, I still haven't started filming. But mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is the flagship killer. You know what the problem is? And it's the same problem with the OnePlus 9 Pro. So I'll start with the 9 Pro. Mm -hmm. It's called perception. 
If I told anyone, even you, if I told you as a geek, you've got the 9 Pro, you've got the iPhone 12 Pro Max and the Galaxy S21 Plus, not even the Ultra. Plus, okay. Which one would you pick? Probably the S21 Plus. Okay. I have not met one person. Like OnePlus is too young a company, too young a brand to have that level. And and sadly, their reputation has been mostly for value, not for quality. Mm. And so if their reputation has always been for value, not for quality, it's very hard for you to convince anyone to pick the OnePlus over every other. You know what company did that same thing right? It was Huawei. They were known for cheap, low-quality phones, and then they did one partnership that changed everything, Nexus 6P. That opened the door to computational photography, even if they never told anyone that they were doing it on the 6P, those photos were fantastic. Yeah. They gave so much predominance to the camera with that visor. That was such a great phone. What did they call it back then? It was like HDR Plus, right? Wasn't yeah. that what it was called? Exactly. Yeah. And so what happened with Huawei? What did they do when they launched the P9 afterwards? Nobody cared like nobody cared about Leica. I I I don't know anybody from your generation, Josh, that even knows what a Leica camera is. <laughs> Yeah. Think about it. That matters to anybody my age or older, but not and not even my age. Like I saw my first Leica camera that day that we went to their headquarters. I had never seen one before. It's a super enthusiast brand. Right. Because they, they just recently released, like, I forget what the name of the camera is, but people were really talking about it. Right. But they were enthusiasts. Right. And so do you think about Leica on your Panasonic GH5? No. no. Panasonic is enough top of mind. And so what Huawei did with that P20 Pro was they blew everything out of the water. So it wasn't just the price. They actually launched the product that made every other phone look bad. Mm. And so the only way for people to be like, oh, I'm going to grab the OnePlus, is if that camera was Lumia 1020 quality. If that camera was P20 Pro quality. If even P20 Pro would be enough for me to be like, I'll take the OnePlus 9 Pro. They just had to own it. Yeah. And so in the case of the 9, what is the problem? You come up, you create this market where it's like flagship killer. They came up with the term. Mm-hmm. That was part of their marketing. And you, you give me the OnePlus, nine, the OnePlus One metal build with that beautiful sandstone at the back. The, it was a fine, uh, it was an Obofine 7 pretty much. Pretty like, much, yeah. Up to the dot. But then you give me the latest processor on it. No, so nobody cared about the camera because even if they got it wrong, it was two ninety nine, and then you got every single OnePlus phone afterwards playing that game, just going up a little bit in price, going up a little bit in price. You know what the problem is? The problem is once the hero lives long enough to become the villain. The villain. Mm-hmm. What happens when you get an Apple and a Samsung that learn from this, dude? The think about it before the OnePlus six T. There was no mid version of an iPhone. There wasn't. Before that, that like there was no distinction between iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 if I'm do if I'm doing the history correct. I think so. Or if not it happened that year. Yeah. But the point being is there was no distinction between a higher quality and a lower a higher tier and a lower tier iPhone. They were watching and the moment OnePlus opened in the United States, they knew they were going to take a lot of their market away. So what did they do? They launched their own flagship killer, 
They were like, if anybody's going to cannibalize us, it's going to be ourselves. Hmm. And so they started with the separation between iPhone 10 and iPhone 8. And because the iPhone 10 was so expensive, everybody was like, fine, I'll take the 8. And then they come up with the iPhone 10 R. Mm-hmm. And so that whole, we created our own flagship killer. And then Samsung did it with the Galaxy S10e. Who did not love that phone? It was great. Who did not love that phone? And so they all created their own flagship killers. And these are their, be- if, well, in the case of Samsung, is their A lineup is their best-selling ones. Mm-hmm. But in the case of Apple, their best-selling iPhone is the, ten- is, the, is the lower tier 12 right now or the 11. Dude, when they dropped the price on the iPhone 11, something never before seen for Apple to drop a price tag. That is proof of how much they knew that they needed to create a product that was good enough to compete with OnePlus. They had to, that, yeah, is, yeah. that is how important OnePlus has been to the market. And then they come to the point where they launch the 9 that is priced almost the same as the Galaxy S21. Hmm. What are you going to pick? Between those two? That's still hard. I still like my S21. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with brand positioning it, it just hasn't been long enough for oneplus to establish themselves in that right. way and so i don't think that oneplus i think that this should have been the year where they would have gotten that camera right but they would have still launched these phones cheaper mm. and if that they, would have been good and if they would have owned their camera prowess yeah if they would have that would have helped them like that would have like drilled the competition but if i have to pick right now between the oneplus 9 and the s21 I'm going to pick the S21. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. I'm thinking of anybody in a phone store right now. It's This image keeps coming back in my head of somebody who's trying to ask or trying to convince a casual user, hey, yeah, you know, look at this. It says Hasselblad. And so, and <laughs> it's not going to do anything. Nobody knows what exactly. Hasselblad is. Yeah. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Hassel who? That should be the name of this episode. <laughs> Well, who was it that put the, there was a video that was like more hassle than Hasselblad? I remember that. Who, who, who was, put that title? On was the, that Brian Tong? I'm trying to remember. I don't know who it was, but it was fantastic. Well, shouts out to Brian nonetheless. Dude, and, I, and I'm sorry that I'm doing a lot of talking. I just no, no, it's fine. I really, God, I really wanted this phone to succeed. I always admire. And this is getting a little bit off topic, but I always admire every time we have you back on the show. You're almost encyclopedic knowledge. <laughs> sorry of the that. history. No, really, like I'm in awe of it usually because. <laughs> Because on the one hand, when you talk about like Nokia and all of that, I unfortunately couldn't be a part of that wave. Oh, you missed out. Because of where I was. Yeah. You missed out. I couldn't be a part of that. So I don't have that that breadth of knowledge. Dude, Nokia, like if it wasn't for Windows Phone, Mm -hmm. Nokia, like they had slayed everybody. Nokia was three, four years ahead. Like it took Apple, think about it, Lumia 1020. No, okay, let's say Lumia 930. That was 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't say that I liked an iPhone photo until iPhone XS. Mm. I remember you were saying that one time. That was like the first time. But what happened with iPhone XS, that was when they implemented a lot of their HDR. Mm. And how did they come up with that HDR? They played the long game. Mm-hmm. They played the long game. They did the work of creating the database, of going in, of learning about the consumer. That is how you reach customers. That is the way to do it. You have to be willing to play the long game. You know what is the most famous company that played that game? It's called Amazon. (laughs) Yep. Amazon. 
They reinvested every single penny they made in profit into their company again and again. And they even told investors at some point, if you came here for profits, you're in the wrong company. Now, how much money are they making? And now there's such a monster that they've destroyed everybody, but they played the long game. And so I, I, I feel bad because I'm like, God, OnePlus, what did you do? Like, why not just cross the street instead of paying money for this? You didn't need this. You know, this gets me hyped, though, to be honest, because all of the times that we have talked about a phone in phone history that we like, what's the number that keeps coming up? It's 10. Yeah. And OnePlus is coming up on 10. I know, dude. But again, if think about well, it. Well, we have a 9T if, if potentially. They, but. If they would have priced this 9 Pro, and Theo was telling me, because he's actually been using the 9 and mm-hmm. has been helping me with the review of the 9 while he's I using, did the he's, 9 is that, a, is that an Apple Watch, though? <laughs> but you're using a OnePlus 9? <laughs> <laughs> you're destroying him right now but like noticed. but like listen um i if this phone would have been priced at 899 pretty compelling that would have been that just not have been a too little it, that was what diego told me it was like 899 and then 699 and the one plus nine yes that would have that would have been it. Like it's just like it, you think about it. It's a stupid thirty dollars, but it just changes the perception when you see a six at the beginning and when you see a eight at the beginning. When everything is a thousand, everything is seven. But the, the the other thing too, though, is that they're they're trying too hard to to fill certain brackets. And like you said, perception is important. So there's no one plus nine that's below seven hundred. But then that same person who has to explain that has to somehow explain that the OnePlus Nord is a thing also. It just gets yeah. too confusing at it this point. It gets too confusing. Yeah. And so right now I just published a comparison, which is iPhone versus Pixel. Uh, iPhone 12 versus Pixel. And, and the premise in that video... No, the Wi-Fi came back, I guess. <laughs> and But then the, the premise in that video is mainly... Pixel, so Google and Apple do something really interesting. They don't launch a cheap version of anything. Like, even if you buy a Pixel 3a, 4a, it takes photos that are as good as the regular Pixel. Yep. They get the same software updates. And so they create this expectation with the consumer where there's no such thing as the cheaper anything. Whereas you've got a Samsung, which they've got their Galaxy A, their Galaxy J. They got so many lineups, it's crazy. Um, And so this is one of the things where I feel that what you just said, it creates a certain degree of confusion. And I don't think that OnePlus needed it. I honestly don't. I, I think that the Nord was a good concept that proved that the company was going back to its roots. That's all great. But right now, OnePlus needs, if they took any sort of inspiration from Huawei in doing the Hasselblad because Huawei did the Leica, they don't just need to strap a name to the camera. They need to own the results. Mm. I like. I have so many friends in Honduras Like, it's crazy how much people love Huawei's, how much, and for a lot of people, it was, it was like growing up with a Honda Civic, you know, the whole concept of in 1979, it was this little buggy and then it start, started growing and growing and people started growing with their car. Yeah. Yeah. Generation wise. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was the same concept where these people during their broke years as t you know broke ass college students or however we want to call it like they started with cheap Huawei's but Novas. then yeah <laughs> but even the Huawei Nova wasn't so bad actually but but 
like the cheaper ones, like the really cheap ones. And then now that they're making some money, they're, they're able to buy like the expensive Huawei's with great photography. And I know of nobody that can, like they say with pride, I have a P30 Pro. Yeah. You keep coming back to the P series. I keep thinking of like Mate 10. Mate no. 10 was pretty dope. Yeah, but the P series was the camera, dude. Yeah, I suppose so. I remember yeah. I remember adoring the Mate 10s that year. No, for me the Mate 20 Pro was my favorite. That that's when it really like leveled up, yeah. But, dude, but the Mate the, 10 was like a, a, a sort you, of turning point. But then you grab that P30 Pro. That one was dope, yeah. Oh my god. Is that I, the one we took to Paris? I had I had photos and no, it was the P twenty Pro at P20 that time. P twenty Pro was Paris, but okay. then in the second trip to Paris that you didn't go to, yeah, I couldn't go. That photo, like I took photos that still look like postcards today from the telephoto, not even from the primary, not even from the ultra wide, and it was again, it was all color tuning done right, mm-hmm. and 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 it's that like. I'm sorry, if you're going to give me, you just create this whole set of expectations through all the marketing. That's true, yeah. I literally have the media kit right there that has a picture in, like, it's the poster on the bottom. But the funny part is when you, <laughs> when you, it's the concept, and whoever did this in marketing, I, you know, you deserve a beer. Whoever did that whole thing where you lift the top and then it, it opens up. So if you see the way that a lot of these lunar modules would work, the moment that they would that they would detach, they would like collapse. Oh, open. I didn't think of that. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh my god, these guys did their homework so well. <laughs> I love this. Like, so it was going so well. Like my thoughts on on the nine pro were so good up until I grabbed the. I even did the briefing before I grabbed the photos and threw them into the computer, and then I was like, oh no, mm. oh no. I'm like, no. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you were supposed to bring balance to the force. Well, here's to hoping that Hasselblad will allow for some heart. Well, they'll they'll have more of a hand in the hardware that eventually leads to better I games. Think, I hope that I hope that happens. I think Hasselblad should have paid 150 million to OnePlus to have their brand on the phone. Because right now, nobody had any clue what Hasselblad was until OnePlus threw it on their phone. Yeah, I agree. Okay, small detail, but one thing I did enjoy, even though we're talking about how it's kind of a cop-out to use the wide-angle camera for vlogging and whatnot, that little hole right there, that that little thing. The microphone. The, the microphone, complete with a grill. Yeah. Someone has a grill on it. I was actually really happy with the audio coming out of the phone. Yeah, no, dude. The audio was dope. So a lot of the things in this phone, I, I still struggle with the codec. Like, I still struggle with the quality of the video. Uh, I'm not... I, it's just really hard. Like, again, iPhones have been better at video since the iPhone 4. There has still this day not been one Android phone that has been able to give me a... a I have videos of my kids in 720p from the iPhone 4 that are still better than a lot of what the Android phones can do right now. They always prioritize DR. Yeah. That was that's really what it is. I would even hear from uh, David Amell, shout out to the homie, and Michael Fisher. Whenever they would go out, a lot of the times they don't even bring a camera; they just use an iPhone because they, it's the only phone that has dynamic range. So I did, I did the what was the oh the AirPods Max video that I did. Mm-hmm. Half that video is iPhone footage, and you Noticed. cannot tell. Well, we can, we can, yeah, <laughs> and but, I did, but like. 
I think that there's only one shot where I did like an ultra wide, me sitting down, showing the computer and the AirPods. That's like the only shot. And then a lot of the shots, I, I, it's funny because there was one moment where at the end where I have a shot and I'm, I'm in one of the booths in, at, up front and it, on the plane and I was doing it with the GH5 and I'm like, crap, this footage is so bad. Oh. It's so bad because there is no dynamic range on the GH5. That's what like destroys that camera, which is one of the reasons why I didn't go for the Panasonic S5 <laughs> and I went for this A7S3. Mm-hmm. It's it's just dynamic range. The pixels are larger. They're able to pick up more more information. Yeah, that's more a light. twelve, right? What? What's the megapixel on the? Oh, that's A7S? a twelve mega. It's an yeah, iPhone. 12. It's it's, it's yeah. the same megapixel of an iPhone, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And I still think it's a sweet spot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so before we get too far off, uh, before we finish the show, rather, you mentioned earlier, and I'm, I'm curious because I haven't I haven't dove that far into it yet. The OnePlus 9 and its build quality. Ooh. <laughs> so the moment that I unboxed it, I can was I, like- Can I grab yours, Diego? I was like, I noticed that it's a, little, a bit chunkier. I'm like, I, and I had no idea. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for it. So I, here's the problem with the OnePlus 9. And I don't. I don't even think it's the problem. It's I. I really. Oh I, yeah, it is chunkier. I t- take it out of the case. Okay, I, I let me get it. Let me get it. Okay. I even told uh, you know OnePlus their PR. I'm like, do you have any other color that's not black? I mean, you want me to show that Hasselblad logo on the back, and I can't because it's, oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's darker than the phone, and so this feels like the Nord. It is the Nord. <laughs> this feels like the Nord. It is the Nord. Except the Nord takes better video than this thing. Lighting on the front. And so this was the choice. So think about this. If we if we had to put this phone apples to apples next to anything at that price range, it beats the Pixel significantly. It's got it's got the same ultra wide from the Find X3 Pro from the OnePlus 9 Pro. It's got then the same primary from the OnePlus 8 Pro, which is pretty much the same size sensor. It's just a year-old sensor from last year. But the only difference between that sensor and the 9 Pro is that this one doesn't have OIS. Oh, okay. That is the only difference, which is bad because if you already have issues with the shutter speed on your photography and there is no optical image stabilization... Very few of those photos are not going to come out blurry. Yeah, that sure. is in in low light, of course. And so, I I just I have a problem, and it's why like why is it that the one plus one was two ninety nine and included aluminum, and this thing is plastic, man? Cost cutting. They did pay one hundred fifty million dollars to, to Hasselblad. So that's the thing. Like, why <laughs> did you throw? We go back, and I, I feel so bad because again, I have such a great relationship with OnePlus. Yeah. But I, I, I can't hide my disappointment right now. If I had to pick one phone, just one phone out of everything I've reviewed, Galaxy S twenty one Ultra is the best phone of the year. Still, I was really hoping that the Nine Pro was going to pull some punches. And give everybody better value, mm-hmm. but no, it's again. It needs a software update, but I can't say that it is until the software update comes and they fix all that splashing. Man, I'm like, what the? Like, I have photos. Like, if I zoom into the photo, car photos. Like, so it's it's like that street photo that I showed you, yeah, where you see all the spots of grain. Okay, if I zoom into the car, it's like if it were on a filter, a cartoony filter. 
And I'm like, what the? Is that what if what if what if we just don't realize it and that's a Hasselblad tune? <laughs> like they're like, oh yeah, it's a soft look. It's retro. Well, it's here, medium. Here's the thing. <laughs> Leica, Leica is known for their grain. Yeah, you know, what, but it's throughout. It's not spotty. It's not just that it's spotty. It's their color science makes it look filmic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I even tell Diego, I have a hard time with the A7S III on one thing, and it's called white balance. I really struggle. Like if I use a blue shirt and then my background of, is of a specific color, my white balance changes. And I'm like, this is what I hate about Sony. I did not miss this because every single Panasonic will get that white balance right. I don't even need to use the car to, and everybody's like, yeah, just balance it out. I'm like, you don't <laughs> understand. When you come from a GH5, you don't deal with that BS. Yeah, you really don't. Well, you just got to dial it in. That's fifty six hundred, so you got to dial in fifty six hundred. But so that that's the but that's what I'm saying. Like there are certain products that are just so smart. It's like if they sat down that's, a YouTuber yeah. and they were like, "How do you want your damn camera?" and then they came up with the GH five. And so that's the thing. Like I feel that you know smartphone makers really need to. I don't come to me with that splashy BS. <laughs> like in the case of Leica for Huawei photos, you got that grain, that that added level of contrast. But it was in the highlights and not in like over sharpening of detail. It, it was just, I think that that's like the smartest thing I've ever said about a photo right now. But it's, I, I think that that's the best way I can describe it. It works though. Um, okay. I, I think that that's the best way I can describe it. We're, we're coming up on, uh, we got like maybe a few more minutes left since I keep these below like around 50 minutes no, or something. Perfect, perfect. There is one last thing that uh-huh. I want to hear from you about. What did I break? Uh, you might break it when you get it because you may or may not be happy about it. OnePlus Watch. Oh, I asked for it. Well, we all did. <laughs> but we, all we're did. All, we all did. We all wanted it. I hate that they're only serving the black color. Like, I'm like come on, guys. Like, But it, what about this move to not have, to be platform agnostic is what I keep calling it because they're not Wear OS and it will work on Apple phones. Let me ask you this. You, you used an Apple Watch. Yeah. How many of the third-party apps that you use Quite a few, actually. Which ones? Uh, simple fasting, because I fast. <laughs> Fine, one. Um, Third-party apps. Trying to think of some other ones. I'm sure that was the only one. Authy. Telegram once in a while, but that's when the No, but that one will sync through anyways. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. I used to only use one app on my Apple oh, Watch. Oh, uh, Sleep Timer. Sleep Timer. But mm-hmm. now that the watch does sleep tracking on its own, I don't use it. So... I even told him in the briefing, I'm like, I really want the watch. You don't understand how bad it is out there with Wear OS. I I really want a fresh take. Like, Oppo, the Oppo watch is really good. I never got to look at it. It's, it's a, well, you're looking at the Apple Watch. It's like if you're looking at it. Yeah, but it's Wear OS, right? <laughs> it's Wear OS, okay. but it's a forked version of Wear OS the first time that they allow it. Hmm. And it was a great watch. And so... I'm like, okay, they didn't go the Wear OS route, but they still fork something for their own. I'm more enthusiastic about that because in the end, I there's only one app that I use on Wear OS watches that I like, and it's Google Maps for walking directions. But other than that, I use nothing on Wear OS, like nothing. Mm-hmm. All the watch phases are, if there's a lower word than trash, I would love to be able to use it on this podcast, but I'll I'll say trash just to be nice. Yeah. The then the third party applications would either not launch. There was not enough RAM. Like the, the, every single, every single Wear OS watch is an S show. 
and you know what I what I mean by S. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I was like, what uh, product is an S show? Right, I have, I have an Echo show over there. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so I'm like, unless you grab, and so Samsung they did Wear OS, and they were like, no, I'm just going to do Tizen, mm-hmm. and I would rather grab a Galaxy Watch any day over a Wear OS watch. I agree with that. The design of the Galaxy watches tend to be so good already, anyway. Yeah. But I think with the with the OnePlus Watch, the simplicity of it at 149, it it's kind of like the one I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing an Amaze Fit. <laughs> oh God! I yeah. I need, I need to. I have one. I need to review yeah. it. T-re- yeah. T T Pro Rex. Okay. Uh, T Rex Pro, not T Pro Rex. Okay. Um, yeah, T Rex. <laughs> T Rex Pro. Um, yeah. The thing is, I I like what Amaze Fit. Xiaomi bands, what yeah. they do is because there are there is some integration if you go looking for it in the Play Store. I'm curious where OnePlus's integrations will come in because it's so different. I new. honestly don't care because I use the Huawei watches and dude, I love them. I love them because the watch phases were great. Mm-hmm. Their fitness tracking was I I put that thing toe to toe with my Garmin. Okay. And it did the exact same results. It was terrible syncing and everything, but in the end it, you know, they did gamify my fitness. And so, honestly, I don't care about that. Right now, there is only one smartwatch platform that is great, and that is Apple's. Agreed. And even there, I don't use the third-party apps. Mm. There is only another platform that's okay, and it's the Tizen one from Samsung. And I still don't use any apps in there because they're all garbage. But And so, what? It, like, right now... The smartwatch game is up for the taking. There is no lock-in as a platform unless the watch is great at everything that they tell you it's going to do. And there is on, there are only two watches right now that do that, and it's the Galaxy Watch. No, three. The Galaxy Watch, any Huawei watch, and the Apple Watch. Those are the only three watches that actually do what they say. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, it took Apple three generations to be able to achieve that. Sure. Whereas Samsung did it on day one and Huawei did it on day one. I would put a runner-up on that list of yours mm-hmm. with the TicWatch Pro. That would be the only Wear OS watch that I'd be willing to recommend. The only one. Yeah. And even there, I use none of the third-party apps. And then the build quality is a little questionable. And, you know, and these are fashion pieces. Mm-hmm. And so that's my only problem with the OnePlus watch. It's like, really? Just the black color in the U.S.? I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what the problem is? OnePlus was the first company to ever get me to use a red phone. And now I can't go back. <laughs> Which one was that the again? The OnePlus 6. Oh, the 6. Oh, my goodness. I still, that is still my favorite OnePlus ever is the OnePlus 6 in red. I dude, if you would have this podcast, I'm surprised you didn't say McLaren though. Go back, go back to any episode of this Pocket Now Weekly with Michael Fisher, where it was an argument about the Lumia phones in red and yellow, and me being like, <laughs> "Give me the the standard one in black or white," and that would be me. And that was the first red phone I ever used, and still ever since I have I have a problem using. I can't use a black phone. I just cannot use any dull like i i had a hard time with the pixel 3 4a because of that mm-hmm. up until i grabbed it and i'm like well that doesn't look so bad fair but you know looks do matter which is why on the table right now and i'm not going to talk about it now i'm just going to allude to it i do have the marvel, I hate you. the marvel edition of I the oppo reno like, 5 what the heck oppo you didn't <laughs> see, you send me the find x3 pro and that's great where is where is my marvel phone it's great and and it's a global it's a global phone and that's why it's in my where pocket where are my fc barcelona phones oppo by the way didn't you once get 
Oh, it was from Huawei, wasn't it? What the 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 sign? Not, was it signed? It was a jersey. The jersey from yeah. Oppo. Mm-hmm. It was Oppo. Yeah, okay. it was Oppo. Yeah, I remember being pretty jealous about that. Continue <laughs> and, being and, jealous, and, and pretty jealous that somehow Narav fin- Narav he like finessed two. <laughs> I was like, how did you get two of these? Oh. And he wouldn't even give me one. Shouts out to Narav. In any case, <laughs> uh, yeah, that should do it. A podcast all about OnePlus. Um, I'll tell you what. I mean, since it was Jaime, we have all the links in the, and, in and the this is show just notes. Me, this is just me talking. Did you, uh, like, I I haven't watched your video. Like, sure. Did you actually like the thing? The photography, everything? On the 9 Pro? Yeah. I was satisfied with it. I wouldn't say it was amazing, but I will give was it. Was it 929? What do you, 929? $929. Was no. it worth that money? No. Okay. You know why? Because I know that the things I love about this phone are coming in other phones. Do you remember 2019 when every phone all of a sudden had the Sony 48 megapixel sensor? Yeah. And all of a sudden every mid-range phone was pretty good with their cameras? This is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting the 50 megapixel ultra wide to to arrive on many phones to make the vlogging great on those, even if it's the rear. And all I'm asking is that those phones also have a microphone that's placed right You know, I feel like doing a comparison. OnePlus 9 Pro versus Pixel 4a. Mm. 4a. Not XL? No. And I'm sure the 4a will beat the pants out of it. And I'm sad about that. In photo. Yeah. In photo. Because that's the thing. In video, it's the same thing. They do 4K the same. And then 1080p from the from the front, not wide on the 4A. Who cares? I care. <laughs> oh come on! My my camera tests are literally vlogs. That's Fine, why. Because this is how our shows always go. You're you're all in the photo, and I'm all in the video. <laughs> no, I'm I'm the one that's asking for 4K from the selfie camera. No, I agree. I just wouldn't be caught dead doing video on these phones if I can't use all cameras. I I which is fair, but I'm I'm using what is given. And the man, the the vlogging with the wide angle camera is just I love it. It was great. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I'm having this podcast with the wrong person. <laughs> well, that guess we're going to end it right there. <laughs> Here comes the outro starting now. All of the links for Jaime, myself, and of course, Pocket Now are found in the show notes. As far as Pocket Now is concerned, you can head over to pocketnow.com for the latest headlines. You can head over to any social media platform and find Pocket Now at Pocket Now. And of course, Jaime is holding it down over at the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Pocket Now, where you can see some contributions from myself, but mostly it is Jaime with segments like the Pocket Now Daily so that you get video content coming up pretty much every single day. With all of that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly podcast thank you so much for hanging out with us uh today and we will be back next week with a couple of episodes so look forward to that we'll see you in our next episodes